Hey guys, thanks for tuning into Mass's World this week. Instead of asking you to rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast, I'm just going to ask you to share it with at least one friend. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Here's a message from our sponsors. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Mass's World. Um, I've got a really cool guest for you today. His name is Trevor Cochran. He's the founder and CEO of ThinkFit365. We call him T-Fit up at the Colony High School. How you doing this morning, man? Good, man. Good. Happy to be here. That's awesome. So I'm going to jump right in. Um, I just want to hear a little bit about Trevor. Well, I, I know one of the things you had outlined was uh, what got me into working out. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the God, the honest truth is I lived in a safe area and my dad told me I had to move to a not so safe area. So I literally picked up weights long ago to protect myself. Wow. Uh, and that's what started the madness. Yeah. Um, well, then let's go into deeper because there is a right way to work out. Yeah. And there's a wrong way to work out. And frankly, I have been doing the wrong way for a while now. And uh, I've had my fair share of injuries, ACL, stuff like that. And I see Trevor and I'm like, hey, bro, I got <laughs> knee problems. And he's like, it's because you've been doing it wrong. So tell us a little bit about that. So um, when I started working out or wanting to put it like this. The first time I ever went into a school, I went in on the basis of nutrition. Unfortunately, nobody cared and everybody thought they were doing things correctly. And a guy named Tim Callahan, he said, Trev, uh, they're going, they want to, they want to do what you can do. And they want to look like you. I said, man, I do not want to train these kids. And, uh, that's been my motto for a very long time. And then I heard Kevin O'Leary, actually, I was, I was obsessed with Shark Tank when it came out years ago when I started this. And he said, he was fussing at somebody and he said, Great businesses solve problems or lower costs, and your business does neither. <laughs> and so, you know, when you start thinking about the fitness industry, the health industry, the wellness industry, and how many times it changes and shifts, you say, man, what can my business do that actually creates creates change or makes a big difference? And one thing I looked at was injuries on the rise. And I myself uh, had shoulder problems, back problems, knee problems, fit feet problems, all kinds of problems. So I said, something's got to be wrong because they say, work out, eat healthy, and you you know live happy. And I'm like, I'm not so happy after every these, one of these gym sessions. <laughs> I'm in real pain. Right. And we all know the famous saying, no pain, no gain. Unfortunately, real pain will sit you down. I don't care how big you are, how much you work out. If you, you do something to your knee, your shoulder, uh, or your lower back, you can do nothing to to, to fix it. So I studied the, the CSCS standards and some other things and realized, you know, to be clear, they're all wrong. And then I start testing um, some of those theories and and then I start using my, my concepts on others. And then you start asking questions and you say, hey, do you know what your meniscus is? And I found that there was an educational gap. Mm. So if nobody knows what their meniscus is, how are they, they going to protect it? Nobody knows what their labrum is, their L4, L5. And, you know, some people know anatomy, but they don't know its functionality. Right. So you have all this information in your head, but no applied information. So, you know, the, the saying, the knee never goes over the toe. No, your knee never moves at all. So I start just taking my, my own movements, uh, taking these ideas where some books said specific things and outlined other things. And, like, all the information is kind of all over the place. And I think there's a better way to do it. And then I went into the schools and changed the way they saw and did things forever. And, you know, here we are today and there's, I've saved a lot of people, L4 herniations, um, no cartilage left. I've gotten people to do some things they didn't think they were ever going to do it again. And it's not even about 
the weights. Yeah. Sometimes it's just about walking up two stairs at a time, which indirectly strengthens your hips, takes your knee out of the movement, and alleviates back pain. Yeah, no, and I've, I've felt this personally. Um, like I said earlier, I tore my ACL, and this kind of goes into how Trevor and I met. I, uh, he came to our, our high school. We had a conversation with the head coach at our school, and um, I saw him, and I saw the, the workouts he was doing. He was making it was very simplistic things like step up lunges, squats, and he's like, "Hey man, you just do these perfect in a very high quantity, and you're gonna strengthen everything around it, and you, you're gonna learn how to basically walk again." <laughs> yeah. Um, and I started doing those things, and suddenly my knees started feeling better. So you've got a believer in me, and and I loved how you said. Um, the workout industry is always changing. You know, there's always these fads. You know, the the Pilates bar. Uh, what what were the one P90X? It's, what was the one Insanity? It's something every week. But you know, one thing for for, for fact is not, our joints don't change. The way our bodies move do not change, and nobody's actually applied muscle joint. I mean, just basic thing. Like, what do you have to do? So people ask me all the time, Hey, what do you think about this? It's like, bruh. I think I do things that solve a problem and things that I do in a day. Somebody says, I don't ever squat. I say, how many times you get up a day? <laughs> you squat. How many times you the bathroom? You, you squat about 15, 20 <laughs> times. You didn't know it. <laughs> so I don't do step ups. I mean, you don't walk upstairs. Okay. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. It's functional. It's all functional. So, which leads me to think. Yeah. Your, your, what your, your business is called <laughs> think. So tell us a little bit about think. So my friend, um, best friend. Uh, somebody I, I, I trust a lot. I, I was coming up with terrible names. And she says, you know, I'm a pretty decent sized person. So she says, you know, when everybody sees you, they just think fit. And she came up with the company name. But it also is the way that I operate and function. So I always think, and that's the problem. Nobody's thinking. Right. So unfortunately, coaches a lot of times, trainers and many others do this because I look like that. And that's just not good enough. Every industry has a standard um, but the fitness industry doesn't. It's the only place that's unruly, which is why there's something new every week. Right. But the body doesn't change. It changes physically, but the pain is real. And it's unchanging. So whether you're looking at sports injuries on the rise, you're looking at older people that have replacements are on the rise. All these numbers are increasing. We've got more technology, more machines and more people in pain. I'm confused. Yeah, something doesn't seem right. Exactly. So, uh, you know, my goal is always to think. Think meaning, simply put, I'm going to give you the information you need so you can actually think about what you're doing. Make it make sense. Like math, reading, and science, you apply that information and live the best life possible. Right. So we brought Trevor in um, because what we were doing in the weight room, you know, it was just standard what you see pretty much everywhere. And um, Trevor brought something to the table where we were like, okay, wow, this is different and this is seems really functional and seems really good. And I mean, two weeks we've had instilled um, what Trevor's been doing and it has been revolutionary in our in our weight room. And I, I actually decided to jump in um, to give the guys some extra motivation. Always good to see an old, old fat white guy trying to get after it. But boy, man, I, <laughs> I couldn't move for about two weeks. I'm just now getting over it. I uh, Thursday was the first day I could lift and play basketball with the guys. Um, but man, I, I feel really good right now. So I want to move kind of in a different direction to what 365 does with kids, because I'm in the coaching industry. You know, we are always working with kids. So I kind of want to move forward into that realm, kind of what you do and, and what three, 
think 365 does. So, you know, very, very simply put, uh, there's a famous saying that we all know <clears throat> that if we want to invest in our future, we must invest in the children. And for me, I, if I knew what I knew, we all say that, man, if I knew what I knew, you know, at 30 or 40 or ever, I'd be so much for the Lord. I would have done so many things different. So, um, I was one of those athletes who was very, I was very good and I could do some things naturally that people just could not do. Uh, and it didn't take, unfortunately, a lot of work. Right. <laughs> I was a hard worker, but what we're seeing now is, is well, what I've seen is, is there's not just uh, great athletes who have endless opportunities, but nowadays you have eighth graders who are tearing the ACL. You have seventh graders messing their knees and backs and shoulders. You're like, this shouldn't be happening. So I make an investment in the schools with the coaches, with the kids, to both protect them for forever because the facts are this. There's life after sports. And, Fact. <laughs> and and no, no sport, no matter if you go professionally, NFL, NBA, it does not last forever. I mean, if you play until you're 40 years old in the NBA and it's God's, it's God's will that you live till 70, you still got 30 years of life left. What are you going to do with that? And sitting around for an athlete <laughs> who has been getting after it every day of their life is not the move. It's not the move. So not, not just protect them, you know, throughout their season, before their season, throughout their life, but... You know, a lot of people, especially if they have the resource, they want to travel. They want to they want to see the world. They want to hit a few mountains. And how do you do that if you've got two knee replacements, two hip replacements, some back issues, a fused spine, and a bunch of other no. stuff? So it's, it's, again, literacy we know affects long-term growth in the world that we live in. So does moving. Living is not an elective is how I, I mean. I tell people this all the time. So if we cannot choose to when we want to, well, you can but objectively, living is not an elective. So I give people the best, safest, smartest way to live. And, I, and for me, it starts and ends with the kids. If you can affect the child, you can affect the home. The whole home itself will. I remember I, I taught a, a kid to cook and that inspired the family to actually help him cook. And I remember one of the dads, he said, you know, Trevor, I've set, we've sat down more times at our table as a family in the past week than we have in the three years he's been in high school. Because we're moving so much. So to hear those kind of things, one of my other kids wanted his dad to come to the game. This is all psychological for me. While also building that faith that these young men and women need to, uh, to, get, through, to get through life, to get through sports, uh, to last longer than the sport itself, and, and to know what it means to fight. Yeah, I think that's cool. I think you said developing the whole child. and Everything. And when sports is, you know, at the forefront, some people just miss that. Um, and man, I think that's, that's really cool. So you started in Kansas. Yes, sir. Right. And so how, how did approaching that first school, <laughs> that first student, how, how did that look? You know what? The first kid, Jake Yankovich reached out to me. I'd spoke to literally 400 kids about nutrition and he hit me with no nutrition. He wanted to say, man, I won't work out with you. I'm like, man, here we go. <laughs> and, uh, and if you haven't seen Trevor, I'll, I'll do something on Instagram. He looks like a perfectly sculpted human being. Yeah. It's not really fair. I will not be showing myself in that picture. So, so it's it's one of those things where where him he he's kind of started the bowl. Then I met a kid named Gabe Guild, who was who we call the Unstoppable. Um, this kid has, I mean, just crazy abilities. Great, and he, he, you know, he's a five foot ten white kid who wanted to play in the SEC. Told him it was never going to happen. He ended up, we ended up getting our grades together. He had some C's, and uh, he ended up going to Holy Cross and was able to go look at Brown and some other things. So, um, 
the 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 process at the first school with the first kid was me trying to figure it out. Everybody goes through their growing pains, right? And you know, duck walks first. I remember having the kids do a hundred yards of duck walks. Oh. Not good for the knees. <laughs> so not good for the knees. There's quite a few figures that I did early on, like everybody else, and and that frustration preceded some innovation, especially as as I was trying to make it again great business, solve a problem, lower cost, and then I'm like, okay. So slowly but surely things begin to change and then I begin to make a difference and then you go from one school to one school three programs two schools soccer baseball basketball girls basketball football nobody and people are getting scholarships too yeah 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 and all of my personal TFIT kids have all graduated and they're either engineers they're making good money I love how you say they graduated first. <laughs> yeah they graduated they graduated so people go to school but very not everybody graduates and finishes every last one of my guys um, has graduated first and foremost with their degree. They're doing well in life. Some are going to personally come and help me finish finish this thing out and build the dream because it, it means something to them. And I and I helped you know them matter and mean to themselves. But that in itself was a process. So yeah, no. it's it's just you know taking an extra step in a in a in a very slow but impatient approach because everybody's got their thing and their issues. And right. kids nowadays they're going through a lot. No doubt, no doubt. And then. So you came to Dallas, yeah. And then what's 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 Dallas's plan? Why same Dallas? thing as Kansas City? I actually traveled for two and a half months, Cali, Dallas, um, and then I went to Arizona. And almost at every one of these places, I literally knocked on doors. I I had no connections to some of these places, and somebody said yes, somebody said no. In Arizona, I saw 180 kids in one week just because a coach said, "Yeah, come on in." And he heard everything that I was saying. There's two type of men, I believe, and coaches in general. There's coaches who, you know, uh, prideful. <laughs> you know, that's the nicest way I could say it. Some sure. men think they have to control everything. And I have no interest in sports. I only am here to save the kids from, from injury. And when the coach can hear that I'm hear that part, normally they'll, they'll let me come in for a second. So Dallas felt like home. Kansas City's kind of an extreme place, left or right. They either like you or they don't. I'm one of those likable people, and I needed to grow. I went to 14 high schools in Kansas City almost. Yeah. Everybody knows me. I mean, one coach heard I was coming back. I had been there two years and said, hey, can you be here Friday morning at 7? Because it'd be a shock if those kids saw you. I mean, I can just about do anything. Private school rockers. <laughs> they say you wouldn't get Sev. I got his number the same day. He was at a bowling alley teaching a class. <laughs> I, he said 30 years of, of, first of all, Rockhurst always wins. 30 years of football training, I've never seen that before. And it was just one of my, my squats. And he wanted to bring that safety and education to his kids. I don't sell speed and, speed and agility. I sell life. And it's very difficult for a coach to say, yeah, I, w- I don't want my kids to have a better life. Right. So Dallas, the same thing. Had I done... What I did in Texas or in, in Kansas City and Dallas, <laughs> this thing would already blew up. Yeah, because uh, no sport, sports are very serious here. They are very serious, and you know, we're a walking testament um, to being okay with know not knowing that we don't know everything in the yes. weight room. And it was really cool for us just to say, Trevor, we need help. And and that's the thing too. I, I never come in from a a point. I, I literally. Um, hey coach, is it okay if I, I need your help? That's what I. That's what I tell a lot of coaches because it's not. It's not about me, and I don't know everything. I think the beauty about this thing is I get to learn something new every day because 
for me is bigger than fitness. So there's a, a fact to the movement, but then there's a difference in the person and teaching each and every individual is what makes this fun as well because it's no always doubt. a new problem, new troubleshooting. Even if he's teaching coaches. <laughs> that too, that too. And, and you, I mean, literally there's coaches, I still have messages to this day. Hey, we need hips today. You know, you start getting a different level of, of communication because normally guys will come in and do this, that, but he's like, hey, we need more hips today because now they're aware. Yeah, we, we've always said it, but we didn't know how to apply it. Right. We thought we were doing it, and now you got 13, 13 you know, kids that can play 13 games, no, no injuries. Mm. <laughs> and every, every coach um, obviously wants that. Um, I, and then kind of the last, last question on that little um, span of questions is, like, what's your ultimate vision for Dallas here? Okay, so um, big plan. Hey, how are we going to connect it all? I believe that I can unify the whole health and wellness market ergonomically through education. So when you think about even even nurses, um, there's a there's no policy inside of gyms, but there are machines that directly create injury. When you pay your initiation fee, what are you actually paying for? Trainers really don't know what they're selling, and they're not really. In their minds, I think a lot of times they're saving people, but there's a straight line. We call it a line to protecting the person, educating the person, preserving the person, and bringing people together. So I want to bring people together. Schools are foundationally the places where they say, "Hey, look, I've got this. I've got these these people that trust in what they're doing," and then you start taking it to the corporate level, and you right. start taking it to the professional levels. Um, and I think Dallas, coming out of Texas in general will allow me to do some things that I believe can and need to be done to save people. Yeah, and ultimately, that's that's a big reason I brought Trevor on is because I just heard his vision, and I was just, man, it was just, it was incredible to hear, and I was like, this guy is special, and i got to bring him on, um, not to mention that he's um, getting me in with my butt in shape, which which I need that as well. Um, I'm going to take this, this thing into a little bit different direction now. Um, we've talked about think. Uh, fit 365 and uh, you know where where it's going but I want to talk practically to the day-to-day person who might not ever meet t-fit um, <laughs> and I, I've kind of broken this up there are two types of people in this world there are workout people and non-workout people I've been on both sides and um, I've been way into it and I've been way out of it and I'm starting to get back into it just because I feel better when I work out. I feel healthier when I eat healthy and and, and stuff. Um, so I want to like kind of hit on those two types of people right now. So for the workout people, how would you tell them to continue to push themselves after they've been working out a while? How do they? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think that normally those kind of people, <clears throat> they kind of have a goal. So that keeps them in there. And it, it really is based off of a feeling. So, you know, you feeling better. We've all seen the guy that goes to the gym for 10 years straight. He didn't look any different. Yeah, he doesn't look at, but those endorphins, that positivity, that energy, that just that that the space in itself that he lives in, it for him he needs it. Right. He or she, they they need it to to feel good about their day or feel good about themselves. There's a certain way that they want to look, which the gym helps them maintain. Sure. So for them, I don't know that the goal, the people who already are moving, I don't know that the goal has to change as long as you feel good about what you're doing. Okay, I think that's I think that's an awesome answer because. <laughs> Like I said, I, I, I remember all the benefits. It's when you get out of it and you have to go through that two weeks of misery um, of not being able to move or sleep in bed. and just It's, it's, it's terrible sometimes. But I'm, I'm out of that, so I'm feeling really good. Um, what do you do to keep working out fresh? Um, for me, 
well, that's the whole point of kind of what I put together. A lot of times people get sore and coaches experience some of that soreness and, and hell I have too. But um, when you take your joints out of the movement, you no longer have inflammation. And there have been the real days where uh, a buddy of mine 0.5 miles away from the gym says, hey, I got to pull over. You got to drive back home. Uh, I drive to the house. And it's because that's not a good thing because he's inflamed. I literally for five years straight have five kids on my phone. They've done nothing less in 3,000 to to 1,000 reps per day for seven, for you know five four five years and they've never had an injury not in college not with me and been in no pain so of functional yes workouts yeah and and there's weights applied there there, there are weights applied um, and it's just like it's it baffles me even now when I go back and think about it so I just you know yeah. Um, I don't, I, I, the goals, the goal part of it is I think CrossFit for instance came in and people ask me what I think about CrossFit. I have nothing against CrossFit. If anything, I think it solved the problem. That's what people don't get. There's a space that athletes want to live in and it, you know, with the throwdowns and things they put together, I don't agree with a lot of the movements, but it allows you to be competitive. Yeah. And we all, you know, if we play little sports, we got a little competitiveness. Sure. Because not everybody wants to walk out on stage, right? Mm-hmm. So if you find your reason, you find a purpose, you find a goal, normally you stick with it. It's kind of like a bodybuilder. He does the same thing for 15, 20 years. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't change a thing. Right. Uh, he's not doing hit. He's not doing crawl. He's not doing, he's doing the same slow movements. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, as he continues to grow or she continues to grow. So it goes back to the goals, what you're saying. It's always yeah. goals. So if my goal is, hey, I just want to have a little bit healthier lifestyle, yeah. you know, two, three times a week, hitting it hard at these functional movements, like it's it's going to help. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to um, move. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and I kind of felt like this second week, I wasn't as sore. I, my body felt tired. Yeah. And then I could go do something else, but it wasn't like... It felt, it felt good. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. If you were, you know. Um, but... Last question uh, to the workout people. How how does eating healthy play a role? How could this change the game in your working out? And how can it, if you don't eat healthy, like totally defeat the purpose of what you're doing? Uh, water. I'll start with water keeps you in an anabolic state. And that's not steroids. It just means a state of growth. I am drinking water currently now. <laughs> and, and it's, you know, it's the, we all know that our body, we learned this in school, is made up of water, right? So water moves so many things in our system. So water alone... Drink a bunch of coke and try to go run ten miles. You'll oh, yeah. pat. You'll fall out. <laughs> you you will have nothing. It's basically like putting molasses in your blood versus again water. Water purifies things, and and so food, fuel, uh, good carbs, um, good sources of, of meat. Uh, every meat has a biological value. You call it BV, and that meat in itself. That there's a number that's associated with each meat, which you're going to absorb and utilize. The eggs one hundred. So. Everything we do gives us what we need to get through our days, right? Right. And and that's what food does for working out. Food can both change the way you look and change the way you act. And we all know what it means to be hangry. So, you know, food really affects everything that we do, point blank. Right. And water as well. Right. And and how... Um... Is there a split that you follow? Do you ever give yourself a cheat day? Because I've oh. found if I, if, I don't, if I don't do that, I just... I'll force a cheat day and I'll go all out and it just, it'll. For one, 
to be clear, we need everything. So like a can of pop, for instance, sodium regulates the fluids in our body and body and mind who literally looks like an anatomy chart. <laughs> uh, he said he was, he's super strict. He's crazy. So he's super strict. And the first time he, he went so strict, he had nothing. He didn't cheat, not, not a, a gram of cheating. When he did go back to eat that burger or something, he said his ankles swole up because his body. <laughs> he said his, yeah, and he's a he's a guy who who goes through some insecurities because looks are everything to him. So he's like, you know, he's a little embarrassed now. He's got these swollen ankles, and sure. he's skinny, so he's not like a. You never see his ankles, but in his head, he's like he can feel these these issues occurring. So the cheating is 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 not you know I don't even call it cheating. It's just. They, it's a famous line. Everything in moderation, it won't kill you. You have, you, you know, literally, you have to do it. Yeah. And how many people say something about the egg, the cholesterol on the egg? I'm like, well, are you looking at the cholesterol and everything else you eating? No, one egg with six grams, it's not gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah. No. And and, and that kind of goes back to think. It yeah. goes back to your business model. Like Man. that's a very simplistic answer that you don't hear very often. It's it's hey, it's not five days on, two days you can go wild. It's just hey, work. Work to moderate. That's it. That's yeah. it. You need you like I'm. You literally need certain things that aren't so healthy. You know, again, the sodium in itself. Where are you going if you eating? If I'm eating grilled chicken breast, a uh, half cup of quinoa, and a, a cup of green beans, where am I really going to get the sodium out if I don't cook anything in salt, for instance? Right. In the body needs sodium to regulate the fluids in your body. We have a lot of different unique things that go our body goes through. Right. That's just one thing. So just don't dump the kosher salt thing on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I feel you. All right, and now to our non-workout people. How would you encourage someone who, you know, you encouraged me to get back in the gym? How would you do it? Um, if they haven't been working out for a while and it's like they know they need to be doing it, um, and it, like I've said, it doesn't have to be extreme. It can be in moderation, a couple yeah. times a week. How would you encourage someone to just get back into it, man? I, I, you know, I first told, I remember telling this skinny guy named Travis, <laughs> he was a VP or something. He said, Trevor, I hate running. I hate this. I hate going to the gym. I said, well, just, you said, you got a wife, right? He said, yeah. I said, well, you get home before you sit down, put some clothes on, walk around the block once. Walking burns more calories than jogging anyway. And so the next day he brought me to study. He said, you know, you're right. I said, I know. That's why you hired me. <laughs> I said, that's why you hired me. Um, I don't sell people the gym. I don't, the world doesn't need another gym and, and, and another personal trainer even for that matter. So, you know, like I said, there are living solutions that I've taught people who I know for a fact are never going to go to the gym. Right. <laughs> you know, so using your heels and activating your hips, for instance, to get up out of your seat or at your desk, um, walking up those two stairs at a time, being mindful of the way you get things out of the cabinet, all these things can directly affect how you live and even more importantly how you feel so just applying some things whether it's the person who wants to for instance another woman she's 267 pounds and she just wanted to be able to walk around on vacation yeah. and and travel a little bit and so i showed her how to live a little bit healthier and and more smarter in her movements and i remember her texting me saying you know what i went on a canoe trip and I was able to get in and out of that canoe because my knees and back weren't killing me. And then mind you, she's not lost no more weight. Yeah. <laughs> this is not it's not a it's not a weight thing. Um, because you have to be find some peace or happiness in your own skin. And I think when people do try to sell, in my opinion, the the gym 
it, it kind of turns people off who know for a fact they're not going to go. So how do you get those people going? You just ask them what they're interested in. And then you show them, or you tell them, show them how to make sure they're getting the most out of those things they want to do in life. Dude, that's a, that's a great answer. Um, I, I'm talking about gym, you know, working out, but it's just, it all comes back to the, the think and then the, the functionality of it. And what, what was the one fundamental that you said about um, how to not put the pressure on your knees? You, you're going through your heel. Yeah, right? always, always. I mean, I literally have a video of a couple that I work with and he said, you know, now I'm at work and I'm getting up out of my desk and he had, he tore his ACL and PCL. Mm. Uh, MCL playing basketball <laughs> and he's a 45 year old guy and I remember him calling me one day he says Trev he says my knee doesn't hurt I said well, what was you doing he said I was doing lunges man I didn't think I was ever going to be able to do them again <laughs> and you take his knee out of the movement I said hey look Mike I got to get with these kids I, I just got to this school man <laughs> this is back home but just to hear that excitement that's so cool um, at 45, 50, 60 year olds that I've helped it's it's an amazing thing in itself because it, again it was never about working out no doubt it's it's about you know uh, how did you put it? Um, doing things, yeah. uh, finding things that you like to do and finding a way to do them functionally in the correct way. Exactly. Safe as possible. And, and we call it, this is the safest, smartest way to train. Yeah. Um, and I think um, if you follow um, Trevor on social media, which I'll hit and I'll put him in the show notes, but at, uh, at injury underscore free, yeah. um, it will show you how to do a lot of those movements. And, and what you, not to do. And what not to do. And yeah, I mean, like you can learn from Trev. Not even knowing him, um, which which leads me to the wrap up, man. This was this has been awesome. I love hearing about this stuff. Um, it's been two weeks, and it's already been kind of changing my world a little bit, and that's why, like I said, I had to get you on. Um, where can these people follow you on social media? On Twitter, what is it? I really don't tweet, so I wouldn't. I would. I mean, I'm there. I got one, but. I think Twitter's gotten watered down a little bit. That's man. fair. It's That's fair. Much. I use it as like a newspaper. <laughs> That's uh, the thing. It's just yeah. a bunch of news. Okay. Instagram's your. Instagram's my thing. Um, I think it's simpler to use. I get to get and put IGTVs up. You know, I, I talk to a lot of kids and a lot of people. So I record a lot of good good times. So IG is TF365, simply put. And as Coach said, um, I'm going to do more with the injury free stuff. I did some things years ago and it kind of grew itself. And I ain't even tried, but. Uh, injury at injury underscore free. It'll be an A in the in the symbol. I mean, it's, again, it's that A line process, that clear line to safety that we we provide. Right. And do you, do you have a website that these people can? Yeah, check it's out? a work in progress. Um, okay. Part of our issue is making we can't patent movements, so oh, yeah. we don't want everybody knowing. We're trying to find the best way to distribute it. Uh, so I have personal goals. So coach asked me one of the goals earlier is I need at least you know ten fifty thousand people to to be supportive and understanding of what I'm trying to do before I really put out what you're everybody trying. go to the site sign up become a subscriber you have access to the information which which completely makes sense yeah. um, otherwise I would have if I could patent movements yeah patent movements <laughs> that makes a lot of sense think um, that's that's a reoccurring theme I might call this episode think um, anyways all this all his information will be in the show notes. Trevor, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on, dude. Oh, man, I'm glad to uh, glad to be here, man. Well, thanks, thanks you guys, for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Masses World. Again, instead of rating, subscribing, and reviewing this podcast, I ask that you share it with one person that might like to hear it. Thanks again for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you next time.